Hi, I'm Sam, and you're listening to Gospel Tapes. Philippians 1.27 says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. There is just a lot I could say about this verse, but let's just start here. There is really only one thing the Apostle Paul is telling the believers at Philippi to do, and that is to live your life worthy of the gospel. Okay, so what does that mean? It simply means this. You ought to let your belief in the gospel be consistently lived out in such a way where it values and honors all that Jesus did to save a sinner like you. Because you know, the fact of the matter is that the gospel is not only meant to save you, but also to transform you to be more like Jesus. In fact, it is because that we are saved by the gospel that our lives should now reflect gospel transformation, that everything we think, say, or do revolves around the fact that we have been saved by grace through faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So that what we truly believe in is not just heard in our confession and what we say we believe, but it's also seen in our lifestyle, the way we live out our lives. And so to live in a manner worthy of the gospel, we of course need to really know the gospel. But I'm not just talking about intellectually acknowledging all these facts about the gospel. I'm talking about letting your understanding of the infinite love of God and your need for Jesus to strike so deep into your heart that it literally starts to change the way you think and behave. And ultimately, it is by the power and ministry of the Holy Spirit who convicts us and empowers us to do just that. But it really just begins with just taking some time to deeply think about just how much God loves you, that even despite all the times you've sinned against him, he still wants to be with you. But to do that, you know, he didn't just send another Moses or or just another David, but he himself came down to earth by humbly taking on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ to redeem you personally. And he drank from the bitter cup of wrath that you were supposed to drink for an eternity in hell, but he did it in three hours down to the last drop and said, it is finished so that if you simply trust in the person and work of Christ, then you won't just get to be in heaven, but peacefully enjoy this intimate relationship with your creator, just as you are designed to do before sin crept into this world and corrupted that relationship. He even loved you since the foundation of the world, and there was and is and will be nothing, like just nothing, that can separate you from the love of Christ. You see that? So so again, the gospel is not just meant to save you you from hell and eternal death. I mean, that's still good news, but it's it's so much more than that. The gospel is meant to change you from the inside out that you may grow to moral conformity to the image of Christ. So that if people don't end up meeting Jesus through like, uh, you know, just going to church or reading the Bible, then they can meet Jesus through you because your lifestyle just speaks for itself. Just the gospel's massive impact on your life. But listen to what Paul now continues to say in this verse. He doesn't just want every believer to individually live gospel-centric lives, but to do so together with one another, that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side. I mean, you see that, right? So our pursuit of holy living actually go hand in hand with the unity of the church body. And because God so deeply desires for his spiritual family to be united as one in Christ, then that means that you are not meant 
meant to live the Christian life alone. I'm not meant to live the Christian life alone. And so if God wants us to be united, then Satan is going to do all that he can to make us divided, which is all the more reason why we need to stand firm together and hold fast to the foundational truths of the gospel so that no opponent or persecutor or lie, heresy, temptation, deception, worldly pleasure, or really anything else could shake our foundation and our desire to follow Jesus. And you know, when that happens, then we can be the light of the world that Jesus was talking about in the Sermon on the Mount, like, you know, a city set on a hill where even though the whole world right now may be more divided than ever and just overflowing with so much sin and darkness, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we as the church would show them through our actions and way of life that there is hope to be found in the name of Jesus. But again, that all begins with the gospel, right? Okay, so listen, we cannot, I mean like cannot let this good news just be an addition to our lives, but it has to be at the very center and core of who we are. So based on today's verse, here are two questions I'm going to leave you with to think about. Number one, has the gospel changed your life? Yes or no? And number two, do you want to see other people's lives be changed by the gospel? Yes or no? And if both your answers are just like a resounding yes, then let us strive together to let that truth be made known prayerfully to every person we come across. Not just through what we say, but you know, so much more in what we do and how we behave and how we treat one another in our everyday lives. This has been your Gospel Tape. Thanks for listening.